is Ray's Rowdy Racing with Caleb Conradi and Dawson Edwards. Good evening, beautiful people. What's going on? Labor Day version of the podcast. Late night version. It's 10 yeah. o'clock. It's also a late night version. Yeah. Uh, heck Caleb of a weekend. Was, Caleb was <laughs> hung over. Driving home today. Yeah, driving home, feeling like crap. It was a it was a long six hour drive today. Damn, y'all partied it up. We did. Last night we partied it the hell up. And man, I re- I live to regret it today. Today was Damn. a rough one. <laughs> and a six hour drive and a car on top of it. It just was not fun. That's rough. <clears throat> yeah. Well I had a, I had like the all American weekend. I feel like I, I hung out with my family. <laughs> I cooked chicken wings. I watched football. I watched racing. I went to church. I mean, it was just like an all-American is American drank weekend. Tons of beer it and drank tons of beer and won some bets. So that's a damn good weekend. I did we drink beer and win some bets. This yeah. right here, I didn't realize how loose that was. Okay, that's uh, that's better. You about lost your microphone. That's yeah. Your um, microphone's celebrating Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a great weekend all the way around. Got the, I mean, hung out with everybody, whole family, had a great time. Heck yeah! I almost ended up coming down there. We uh, we got the dreaded dun 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 vid this week, so we've been sick as a dog since the last podcast got recorded. We spent three days just being sick as a dog, laying on the couch at home, not doing anything, and then that last day finally getting better. And went on up to uh, to Indiana with Allison's family and spent that time up there. And they had a they had what they call fall festival going on up there. So they have everybody in their. <laughs> they always got something County. going on up up there, dude. They really do. And this they just had a big event last week, and then they had a big event this week, and then the other town over has a big event coming up next week. But we made it for this one. Everybody like camps out at this at a place called Oral Park. And so everybody goes and camps out over there, and so there's just trailers and golf carts and drunk people everywhere. And I happen to be one of the drunk people. Sounds like we a party. Had a good time. Heck yeah! They even had a demolition derby that went on right behind us. Yeah, man, I, saw I your texted text you about that. Yeah. in the middle of it to our group no hits. Uh, I texted in there and I was like, "Dude, you gotta! I can't believe this just happened." But we were standing right next to the uh, the concrete wall. That they have for the backstretch, basically, for this little area. They're having this demolition derby in. And they got some real big trucks in there going at the time. And you got some amateur flag men out there. They had green flags and red flags. I think it was the only two colors that they had. But they were out there, and all of a sudden, you just see them start waving the red real fast. And I'm looking over down the fence line a little bit. And... They still kind of have it green. Nobody knows that they're trying to red flag the demo derby. And this dude has already got his whole upper body out of his truck trying to get out of there while other trucks are all around him getting the crap beat out of him. So I'm already thinking, man, that's got to be unsafe as hell. Like, what is this guy doing? Why is he trying to get out of his car? You're supposed to stay in there till it's over. And all of a sudden, off my right, there's this dude comes running by. Move, move! It looks like, an, I guess, an EMT that was off-duty. There was just a fan watching. He wasn't even working the event. He just started pushing people out of the way and running over there. Turns out that the dude got some kind of fluid on him. I don't know if it was gas or if it was oil from the engine getting hit. But he himself was on fire. And he was climbing out of this car, and they were yanking him out. They had him in the grass, and it was, I mean, maybe 50 yards away from me, so you can see the whole thing. And they're rolling him around the grass. They strip his f- suit off that he's wearing, which is an American flag suit, by the way. It's, so all the legs are <laughs> striped red and white, and the left leg was all blue uh, with stars Incredible. on it. Incredible. Yep. They peel, his, and they peel him all the way down to his undies, and he was sitting out there, and I mean... It sounds ridiculous, but some dude's on fire right now, so they were out, they were freaking out, and it was kind of crazy. It stopped the whole event for about 15, 20 minutes while they got this guy worked on. So, wild times. Yes, you, saw guy, you saw a guy burned to death. That's cool. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And but Seen he was a couple fine. guys he was catch on around. fire at the old local yeah. short track. So Things you never want to see. Just one of those racing deals, you know? <laughs> one of them demo derby deals. But Speaking man, it was, racing, it was a good weekend for sure. What about Darlington? Oh man, 
<laughs> so uh, you got the better seat great. in the house. You it got to great. actually watch the race, the the race live. All that stuff I was just talking about was happening on Sunday, and we were out in the middle of nowhere with barely any reception to send texts. So I wasn't actually able to watch the race itself, and I spent a few minutes going over some highlight videos and listening to what Dawson had to say. So you actually got to see the whole thing firsthand, though. So how what did you think of it? How'd it go? Yeah, I watched the race from flag to flag, and uh, in the notes here, I tried to pretty much top out. I pretty much topped out the whole race in the notes and kind of, you know, went through every part oh, yeah. that I thought was worth talking about or, uh, you know, should bring it up. Man, I thought it was a great race. Um, I even posted on Twitter, I was like, if you look up like a just an awesome NASCAR race, like that's... That's what yesterday was. It just it had it had the cautions. It had some funky stuff. The guy that won was the, a good car, but had to come from the back. He had comers and goers. I know all these terms of things we've said on this podcast before, but if, if me personally, like on a checklist of what's a good race, those are a lot of my. That's what's on my list. So that's that's like some of my favorite things, and it had all of those, which was great, you know and. And when you have, like, those unexpected things, which we'll get into later, like the Harvick situation, and, and a guy that, like, Reddick, he ran he ran pretty much top three all day, but just never had the car to, to dominate with. He he led, some, he led some laps, but he just never had, like, a car to dominate with, but he had an incredible car because he ran top three the whole race, you know? So, it's, it's uh, it just checked all the boxes for me, and, um, and we had this later in the notes, but I'll go ahead and bring it up now as we're talking about a good race. You know, Jeff Gluck's poll earlier today was 85%. I totally thought it would be higher, so I clicked on the comments, and all the comments said the same thing, so I don't know if he would just vote no, just be like, screw it, you know, whatever. But uh, totally thought probably, that uh, it would be, I thought it would be a 90 percenter in the 90 percent club, as he says. So It was probably all Hamlin fans. Probably, man. That, <laughs> Vote no on it. <laughs> yeah, that was such a such an odd deal, too, the Hamlin situation. I mean, he he also, he had a, he had a great car. He was a top, top three, top five car. And then uh, I can't remember... I just can't remember exactly when that pit stop was, like exactly what part of the race, but he goes into pit, comes out, says he's got a vibration. It's like a loose wheel, loose wheel, loose wheel. Comes to uh, comes to pit road and gay park. They actually, there was posts on Twitter and TV actually talked about it before Hamlin was even informed of the information. Um, He was like telling, you know, gay park was telling him that there's no signs of a loose wheel here. There's, there's zero sign of a loose wheel. And he's like, I trust my driver that something was wrong. And then they were like, relayed it to him. They were like, literally said something like, hey, bud, there's no sign of a loose wheel, you know. So he didn't know what it was. They didn't know what it was. Just one of those. I don't well, know, I don't know I what went, he felt. Uh, I don't know if it was a bad set of tires or what. I don't know what he felt. But got him messed up. And that, ru the, that ruined uh, his race. Yeah, I went on and listened to his podcast. And uh, – he said, no, it, it was a loose wheel. Like, it was a loose wheel. He said he got out there, and as soon as he started going into turn three and four, he was right alongside Reddick, and he said, I was going to try to drive it in deep just the way he was, and next thing you know, I about damn near lost the, lost the car out from under me. He said it just did not feel right. Everything felt completely wrong. Uh, he went down into one and two and almost spun out again. So he said it was either spin the car out and back it in the wall and finish in the 30s or take it down pit road and tell him I had a loose wheel because that's what it was. And they went back and he said it takes him about 10 minutes to get the high-res video from the GoPro so that way they can actually see how the wrench was turning once the uh, the lug nut was put on. And Chris said, yeah, those the lines that they've got taped onto the gun now to mark how if there's still motion going on with the with the gun – he said that tape was still moving slightly when they pulled off and went on to go change the other tire. So he said it was it was definitely a loose wheel, and I mean, if it was loose, it was loose by that much. And he said that was his first loose wheel he's had in the next gen car ever. So this pit crew's been doing good. They just had one. They just picked a bad time to have their first, and there yeah. It was. And then that got that got him in the back, and then he got caught up in the uh, the th the three put the. Uh, Three and the thirty-eight got into it. The the eights involved. He, they thirty-eight spun down the track. Uh, Denny got sandwiched in between uh, 
uh, him and the 34 rear-ended him and destroyed the 34's race. Um, Bale got caught up in that. So, yeah, he got back in the back, and then that was just that was the end of it from there because his car actually held together really well to get sandwiched between two cars, nose and tail, because the damage of the 34, I mean, the 34 was like crab walking down the, down the track. It messed up. It messed up a lot on his car. So, um, yeah, I haven't listened to his podcast, but everything I've read said it will, wasn't loose. So I had no idea, but either way, I guess yeah, he was right. He, uh, but they, uh, he actually had a, a really good podcast this week. He on the, uh, on the podcast, coming back. Joe Gibbs comes in and surprises him and sits him down with the contract and tells him, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna resign and everybody agreed to it, so he said right there on the podcast, yeah, he's getting re-signed to Joe Gibbs. So he's coming back for a good few years. He didn't specify exactly how long the term was, but yeah, he'll be there for a good few years so now. At least three, I'd imagine. Yeah, and that also means we can stop the rumors of twenty three eleven changing to Ford. <laughs> the ridiculous yeah. rumors that were silly season is upon us. Yeah. But I you're enjoy, uh, I do enjoy those rumors. Yeah. And your guy had the big win yesterday. Old he Larson did. getting him one. Finally getting the seven five hundred. Finally getting Darlington under him. That was, yeah. that was a that was a big deal. It was uh, absolutely. Lady in Black looked looked kindly on him. <clears throat> he uh, Darlington is one of those tracks like just like Homestead that he didn't win till last year. Like, uh, dude has a top ten average finish at Darlington, but never won. So yeah, really cool for just, him to get that win finally. Um, they put a graphic up during the race of like Larson's tracks that he has like top, like, I don't know how far it was, but, uh, tracks that he has top 10 average finishes in. And I was, there were some tracks I was like, wow. Okay. And then, you know, a couple are like gateway in Nashville, you know, places only been a few times, but his average finish at Nashville is 3.3. Ha. So Mr. in three races, he's been, he's been in, he's been in the. He's been in the top three, I guess, but yeah, it was it's it's nice to for him to get that monkey off his back. I guess it was like I said, a track that he's been incredible at, but hasn't done like hasn't had those finishes or something went wrong or Chastain cleans him out, you know. Yeah, something, something always, always something always happens. Something always in the way of the good guys getting wins at tracks that they really <coughs> want to have it at. I mean, you can that's a tale as old as time in NASCAR. I feel like you just want to get that one underneath you and. You can't. It's tough. Then you can but, pop a few off after you get the first one out of the way. For real, like Martin Truex at short tracks. It's like he takes, yeah. what, 10, 15 years to get his first win at one, and then all of a sudden just then takes started, off and yeah, dominating. dominating. All of a, and now he's, if you show up to Richmond, you're voting Martin Truex all day long. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it was cool. Obviously, we talked about the bets hitting, and we talked about some stuff on this podcast last week. We really did nail the guys that we're gonna thought we would run well, thought would run well. They ran well, the, you know, put bets on on those guys, and it really, it, it, the best cars ran up front and didn't get screwed up. You know, that was that was uh, it was one of those races where that was the whole situation, the whole race. Like that was just how it worked out. Which it was, was cool. and. I had picked Hamlin off the bat. He was definitely my number one guy. I knew I was putting him for an outright winner bet on this. He wins there a lot. He's got eight crown jewel events that he or seven now that he has won already. So I was I was all on the Hamlin train, which was a great train to be on, but I mean, you know, one one mistake and it that really cost you for a race and he got he definitely did a good job of getting both the stage wins, so that really helped him out. Point wise, he he suffered a little bit. He didn't suffer as much as he definitely could have. But you're right; it was definitely a uh, a race that we kind of called last week. Who's gonna do? Who's gonna do good? Who's gonna have a rough week? And and who needs to really circle this one on their notes of we just gotta finish? And it really it turned out to be exactly that. And yeah, which. Our bets, our bets, core cards definitely reflect that. And, and Darlington's, <clears throat> Darlington's one of those tracks that you don't you don't luck into a win at Darlington. It's just one of those tracks where that the driver, the best race car driver, is going to prevail at a place like Darlington. So if you know, you already know who those guys are, no matter what, and they show up and show out, and that's just the way Darlington is. 
And uh, I want to give a shout out too to the forty three car, man. I know they have had uh, <laughs> legacy as a whole hasn't just just hasn't ran well all year. I mean, not not top ten speed all year. And uh, Jones is one here, you know, in the twenty car. One here last year came out of nowhere, won that race, and ran phenomenal yesterday. Ran top ten once he got up there. Ran top ten, got up to his close to second or third, I think. And uh, I made the joke in the notes. I was like, "Man, Jones could probably drive a trash can around Darlington and make speed." Like it's just, dude. I it, laughed it, my tail off when I saw that in the notes. I started laughing because that shit was funny. <laughs> it's just whatever it is, man. Darlington fits into his wheelhouse. It does. It, it the proof's in the pudding. It doesn't matter what car, what style of car, what manufacturer, how bad the team's doing. Like he's gonna run well at Darlington. Did he get top? He really I had a does. top five bet on him. And it didn't hit, but just another one that goes to show, like we put money on Jones, boom, goes out and runs top 10 when they run freaking 15th or probably even 20th or worse most weekends this year. They're never in a conversation for sure. It's it's hard to it's hard to see them doing well at any track that isn't a uh, – that isn't Darlington. They're yeah. just going to – that's where he's going to succeed, and he just somehow manages to come out every time that he goes there. And has a great race and yeah. puts it all together. It's it's not a fluke. It's not an accident. It's just yeah, some kind of magic between the two of them. Exactly. The fact that there's two Darlington races, if he ever got back into a top-tier team, you, you'd almost be able to say, yeah, we can lock ourselves in the playoffs just because Darlington has a race before the playoffs start and we have Eric Jones in our car. Yeah. And, and another shout-out to, to, to the 42. I mean, they had their best run on an intermediate track all year. Second-best finish, but that other finish came in a plate track. So, best uh, intermediate track finish of the year with 17th. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. They Josevar, the proof's in the pudding, man. He makes cars go fast. He, do, he, he really does. does. He does. I, I, there's so much more yet to see with him. It's, it's, he's one of those guys that I have a hard time really. I mean, it, it, he does put the results out on the track. He does put them out there. But he also does a lot of really dumb shit, too. So <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, he's got a little bit of growing up to do. I think he's got a couple of years in those lower series and getting a couple of these rides put together. And he may be able to form into a pretty damn good race car driver. Yeah, I'd love, he, to, uh, I'd love to come to see how that progresses as time goes on. I think I think he does have a lot of growing up to do. He's, he has grown up a lot, though, this year. I mean, honestly, the beginning of this year, I mean, Carson Hosevar is a joke. And then he's turned his – kind of his whole whole personality and mood and season around to where he's not – it's not a joke anymore. He's not just that weirdo, goofy dude wearing the hats and acting like a fool and spinning out. And I mean, he's the original – he's our original OG hack of the, hack of the week. Yeah, so that's a big turnaround, man, for him from uh, just where this year started out, where he's been in his career, and, and to get it to where it is now, like he people take him very seriously. And I, and I do agree, he's got – you got a long way to go. He's not just, you know, going to be a – he's not just, you know, the best thing since last bread yet. But he's def, he's working his way there. He's working his way he to is. figuring it out. And he runs top five every single week in the truck now. And every opportunity he's had in the Xfinity and Cup car, he outruns where that equipment should run, which, I mean, it's cool to see. He definitely does, man. So, cool to see that. <clears throat> cool to see that success for those small teams like the – like the 43 and the 42 and everything that they've been putting together all year is it's tough but man they can come out there and every now and then have a really phenomenal day so that's it's really cool to see stuff like that all come together after a year's worth of hard work uh yeah i really think so one of the to toyota next year is going to be cool help them out too oh without a doubt toyota will definitely add a whole lot to them um so one of the biggest uh one of the biggest things that happened throughout the entire race was uh, Harvick coming down onto pit road, trying to undercut the forty-five, and the forty-five him. and the forty-five makes an absolute. Honestly, the only way I can think to say it after seeing all the videos of how it went down, boneheaded move. Yeah, for a car I'm not, with I'm top not sure. three speed all day. What he was trying react. to accomplish there. I think it looked to me like he was trying to get to pit road to try to keep yeah. that advantage from Harvick for the undercut, but it's just what are you doing? Slamming on the far. brakes in three and a half and turn three and a half yeah. and hoping to God you can get it woed up after you put how many laps on your 
old tires that are already lacking grip. I mean, even Denny said it on his podcast, team owner, he said, man, they can just come out there from the gate and have speed, and they have got to get it under control when it comes to these really bold strategies of trying to do things on pit road. He's like, it, it just didn't make any sense to try and do that. Even if Harvick did get that extra lap with the fresh tires and a second and a half advantage, you've been that fast all day long. Do you really think you're not going to be able to pass him back by again, especially yeah. being one of the top teams that is in the series right now, plus being one of the best te- best cars on the track? What were you thinking? Yeah, it was, it was a super weird deal. I was like, I, I didn't realize what happened at first. And uh, it almost caught the 5 and the 24 right behind the 4. And just they just happened to be, you know, 100 foot behind him and could swooped out right before it happened. But I do – Harvick, Harvick, Harvick was going to have something to say about the finish of that race. I really think he was. He was, he was catching him. He was running him down. And then that happened. I don't know if Harvick would have won, but he would have had something to say about it. That's for sure. Yeah, I was also surprised at the bonehead move of pitting after hitting pit road with it closed. I mean, I don't know if maybe they just didn't notice that the caution had come out before they passed the commitment line or what, but that if was you definitely go on, a huge mistake. If you go on, on Rodney's, if you go on Rodney's Twitter, he does a good job of explaining why he did what he did. So, really, yeah. For so for anyone that cares, go check out Rodney's Twitter, and he'll explain to you his reasoning behind going ahead and what did he did do you remember what he said on there i mean the bulk of it's just like they knew the caution was out but they don't have they can't get info in that uh information relayed to them in time that if he was on pit road or not before the pit road was closed because it's all pit as soon as the caution comes out pit road closes like that so he actually thought the way it was he's like we might have made it in there and got it before it was closed, which we would have come out as a leaner. He was like, I would have much rather taken that chance than just scrolling down pit road and coming out 15th with no tires. He was like, that had just been stupid. So yeah, he was like, I had at least taken what it, what it was with fresh tires. He's like, we, he said, I want to say they were already changing the left side tires when the information got told to them. Cause it pops up on their computer screens. He says, yep. But it just all happens. You know, not fast enough, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Being a crew chief in the Cup Series has got to be one of the most stressful jobs of all time because you do I'd, everything <clears throat> you can to make that car go as fast as possible. And your driver's screaming in your ear how, how much you could improve it. And the whole time you're also trying to work out the strategy of the race. And then all of a sudden you have a, a moment like that that pops up. <sighs> have you seen this moment ever before in your life have you ever been here and not only are you here but you're contending for the lead of the race when you get to this moment and yeah. you have to just on the off the seat of your pants make a call like that it's incredibly smart and it makes total sense but the fact that he knows enough about the sport and knows enough about the moment that he's in that he can make a, a call like that and it didn't so it didn't work out this time but what if it had what if it did work out exactly he would have been the hero smartest he's smartest dude out there exactly smartest dude on pit road so it's tough that's that's a job that is thankless and you know everybody's blaming him right now for the mistake but if he had come out the winner they'd be celebrating harvick for the win let's say you're in a no win situation there yeah everybody's monday morning quarterbacking him on twitter so that's when he was just like all right here's my reasoning and Anybody that knows me knows that I think Rodney Childers is one of the best on a pit box out there. So, if he thinks it was the right decision, then that's probably the right decision to make in that time. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one for sure. Uh, but you know, sometimes you, that's just the luck of NASCAR, and especially NASCAR in the playoffs. Something's yeah. gonna happen to somebody that's on that's above the cut line to put them back below it again. And even Kevin Harvick coming out of here just minus two, really, it what well, it could have been so much worse of a day for him. But it it still yeah. turns out he's still in it. He's still got the chance to do it. Uh, man, it's it, that's just a team that doesn't quit until it's time to put the gloves up. It just that's they're right. going to keep fighting for it the entire time. So I'll lot, tell all you the credit to them. <clears throat> I'll tell you two things that surprised the absolute hell out of me were 
the one car, the way it ran all day long and where it finished, and the 19 car, where it ran all day long and where it finished. That's phenomenal points both because I was yeah. in the uh, – I was walking around the campsite just, you know, stumbling around like you do, and I'm I'm getting texts from Dawson as the uh, as the race is going on. And so I just told him, like, keep me updated. I can't watch it, but I'd love to know what's going on. And he texted me at one point that the one is going a lap down, which already like is just 50 or 60. scary. I mean, it was early. It was early. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What did you show up with? Did you bring yeah, your damn Martinsville card of Darlington? He, like, what's going on here? He didn't just run bad, dude. The one car was running in, like, 30th or worst at the part of this at this point. And most of this race, that's why – that's why it's so surprising. I don't know what they put in that car at halftime, or not halftime, but at whatever pit stop. <laughs> but they, uh, I mean, it was, t- it was terrible. Worse than just bad, it was terrible. Yeah. Like they've been running this since since Darlington of the of of the original, of, of whenever they ran that May or whatever. Yeah. Since then, like we have talked about it on here, Trackhouse fell off. They did run great at Mar- Darlington. But or uh, uh, Nashville won that race, but man, there's been races last week included, week before last. Do they just run bad, like SHR bad? And it's like, yeah. what is happening here? No idea. Yeah, it is scary. But then all of a sudden, he comes out and finishes top five, fifth. Like, man, wh- I was, how, where does that even come from? Mind blown by that. I, and it snuck up on me, like it was just like kind of towards the end of the race, and I'm like. What the fuck? I was like, the one car is running top ten right now. I was like, no way. Yeah, but, absolutely but then it, crazy it did. stuff. So I was man. like, what the hell? Dang. And then, and then on top of that, um, the, uh, the nineteen man, they also ran awful. And then I finally got to read some of uh, Truex's quotes on. I'd love uh, to Twitter. Hear what he had to say, yeah, just same thing we're saying that he said he's like i've never been this bad here like this is bad the car's just bad i don't know that they're trying something new doing something else i don't know but whatever it was do the opposite figure that out because that was not it yeah no doubt about it man i so when the when we were talking right before we started recording i was even telling him or telling dawson it's funny how the the guy that we thought would do bad and qualified bad was two completely different dudes and both we are so i picked the 19 to be a guy that could take his bad qualifying effort because he did have just a he had a weird slip up and turn one and nearly took the wall down and but he managed to he managed to save it and it was a really incredible save but that puts you back in the back of the field i'm just sitting there thinking man that's just not going to be a problem he's in joe gibbs equipment at darlington he's going to be fine He's Martin Truex Jr. He's been here before. This isn't his first yeah. rodeo. He'll be fine. He'll come back up through the field. Kyle Larson does the same thing. Goes out there, doesn't qualify great. All of Hendrick Motorsports, honestly, struggled All of Hendrick did this terrible in qualifying. They did. And I'm going through placing my bets and thinking, who do I think is going to come up here and win? Or who could come up here and do well? I picked Truex. I thought he was going to be the one that was going to come out there and and managed to make something happen. I didn't even place a bet on Larson because he'd been a little bit on my cold side lately. I'm not the most confident in him. I know you love hearing that. But uh, here we are. I mean, couldn't have been more wrong. Truex is the one that he just stayed back here. He never came back up, never could quite figure it out. And I would love to hear his <laughs> description of what the car was doing so wrong. But this is the reason why the playoff points and the sink of that regular season are so important, and I know they they're gonna hound you about this. With Martin Truex having thirty six points to the good, he may have lost eleven points of that. But being at plus twenty five at race two, I'd still feel pretty all right about it because here I am a Blaney fan looking at him being plus sixteen and I'm thinking, Whew, I can breathe a little more. So he's still in an all right spot and he's still got yeah. tracks he's gonna be good at coming up, but Man, it's just, just those they, bad races go out, are real easy to bleed those points down until all of a that, sudden you're on the cutoff line wondering how the hell did we get here? Yeah, that's in running those guys like Chastain's thinking, God, he finished well because no stage points, no no stage points from the 19 either. And, and those, he's that's where it's so wild to watch the points during the race, like after a stage, I love obviously. It. 
Absolutely love it. Dude, it fluctuates so much, and boom, one stage, boom, completely different. Next stage, boom, completely different. You know, and obviously it changes a little bit while they're running, but that's not nothing too crazy. But it's like when they throw the stages in there, after then it really is wild how big of a swing it is. Just mid-race. Like, you don't even – if it, I love them showing it on the side of the screen, the swings of the points while they're happening. I wish they actually showed it even more. Yeah, than they I'm, did. I'm a I, fan of them just showing it at all times. Maybe even yeah, having same. like a right side pylon that just always is showing same. just numbers, numbers and points to the cutoff line. But man, yeah. it will make it'll make your blood pressure go up if your driver's the one dancing around the yellow line. But yeah, I I'm with you. I love that thing when they can show it. That's it, it's always an addition to the broadcast. And since we're on the points thing, so as it stands right now, Bubba's minus one. Harvick's minus two, Stenhouse minus four, McDowell minus 19. I thought when the race started, Stenhouse wasn't running that great, and he was the, he got a speeding penalty or a something penalty on the very first pit stop. And I was like, dude, they're throwing this away right now. Okay, at the beginning of the race, McDowell was freaking running top ten. And then I yeah. don't know what happened to him, what changed. But he came across radio. He's like, I've never driven a race car this tight at this track in my whole life. Like, I don't know what's up, but it's, the car is so tight. So he drops like a rock, and then he gets back in the mess, and that's when he rear ends Denny and all that, and they have, they're have they in that whole ordeal. So I, watching it go down uh, before, the, like, say, middle of the race or whatever, I was like, McDowell's out. We called that. Stenhouse out called that Wallace is out called that and then Harvick was in and the one car was out because he's running yep. 35th and I was like man we just nailed these right here we are we are doing pretty good after one race with our predictions yeah. no doubt about it and this is what I think I'm gonna still stick to my guns with Harvick the other guys minus 19 man that's that's a big hole that that would make me nervous for him, oh, that's that's a that's a big I, hole. Honestly, it's going to be hard not to say Darlington was the nail in his coffin. And it was the very first yeah. race of the playoffs. Minus one, two, and four, though, that's doable. That's doable within a stage. That's why I'm still oh, that's on Joey the Harvick train. Gets in a wreck, and all of yeah. a sudden he's out of the playoffs, and somebody down there is goes in. Exactly. So that is why I'm still going to say what I said last week. Harvick still averages those top 10s, runs around 10th. I think he's going to be fine getting out of this minus two situation in these next two tracks. He runs great at Kansas and Bristol. I don't see any reason why. Yeah, He's going to run better than where he's at right now. So that's my reasoning on that. I still also stick to what we said uh, um, last week as well. Dude, Bubba could come out here, and I had this in the notes for, you know, kind of previewing next week, but Bubba can come out here and win this race tomorrow, uh, Sunday. This is his best opportunity to win and get into the Yeah, this is his best no track. about it. At any, uh, at any point in the playoffs, this is his best opportunity to win to advance. And I'd have to look where the 45 or the 23 ran uh, earlier this year in May because that was the race that was on my bir- uh, around my birthday. Um. I'd have to look at where he ran, but, uh, you know, it's been – Toyotas have won that race the three years – or the three races they've had in next gen, and the 45 specifically won it the first two years. You had Kurt Busch won it first, and then Bubba won it next, and then Denny wins it earlier this year. So, uh, Reddick – I could totally see Reddick or Bubba winning this race. I mean, Reddick rips the high line, and this is Bubba's best track, probably, other Absolutely. than the plate track. This is Bubba's best track. So – I'm still sticking to, obviously, who I Bub, picked to be cut off. Bubba but. finished top five. He finished fourth in the spring. Exactly. So, honestly, like, put a bet on Bubba Wallace. Put a bet on Reddick. Like, those are going to be some of your guys. Hamlin. I, I, Hamlin. Larson. Larson was – we all remember where Hamlin gives it the bumper to Larson. Larson still finished second. Like, those same guys, it's kind of similar to Darlington. Running that high line, ripping that fence, those guys that can do that. That's who's yeah. going to run well at Kansas as well. Kansas has been a great racetrack for this car, and I can't wait. It's going to be an awesome race. Should be hot as hell, slick as hell. Like, should be awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely <clears throat> but, looking forward to it, and I think you're exactly right. It's so funny how well the bets from today will translate to the bets yeah. for next week. 
Yeah. It'll be almost identical. And I, I think Harvick, I do not think he's going to go out and win at Kansas by no means, but I do think he runs top ten. I really do. I really, th- I think the biggest and most important stat that you can tell about Kevin Harvick and why he's going to advance out of this round of the playoffs is simply the fact that he will be there at the end of the race. He will not be yeah. wrecked out unless someone else does something stupid around him. He is not going <laughs> yeah. to ruin his own race. He will go out there and make something happen with this car. You can, that is exactly kinda, right. Just like you said about Eric Jones, you can give Kevin Harvick a trash can, he'll find a way to put it in the top ten by the end of the race. You are right, and he can do that anywhere, not just can or not just Darlington. He can do it anywhere. He can, and I think which a, is a why he's one of the to best. Think about with the the two guys that we're thinking are going to fall back out of the playoffs, who definitely had rough races, both of them, Chastain and Bell. We think they're going to be the ones to get eliminated, and. Bell went out there and had a car to beat and overdrives the hell out of it, slaps yeah. the wall about as hard as you can without just completely wrecking yourself. And he Chastain hit it in a bad spot. Really screwed inconsistent. In, really screwed it up. <laughs> yeah, Chastain, man, I don't know. If you can run <clears throat> if you can run thirtieth and make your car a top five car, I don't even know what to say. That I mean that's uh, that is incredible. <laughs> I I and I was I was literally speechless. I was like no way the one car is running top five right now after what transpired <laughs> earlier in this race with the way they were running. I was like, no chance. Like, no way. Yeah. So, that's going to be the hard part for them. And <clears throat> and in, at the end of the day, Stenhouse and McDowell, McDowell is going to have to somehow come out here and on raw speed be able to outperform yeah. anyone else, get stage points in both stages. And finish well. And that's going to be really tough for the 34 team. I think they're doing a phenomenal job for what they've yeah. got. But what they've got is first round of the playoff material. Dude. And that's, I mean, not I, a, I, that's not even an insult. I mean, they've improved that program so much. But this is their – I'm not going to say their ceiling, but this is definitely where the benchmark for them is. Making it to the round of 12 it would be huge for them. So um, it'd be it'd be wild to see him go out and do anything more. And honestly, it kind of the same thing for Ricky Stenhouse. The 500 win was awesome. It got you here, but it, th- that 500 win can't carry you all the way to November. Yeah, it just can't. Um, I, I threw this out to you before the race started. Um, there was two guys that have had top tens at all three Darlington races in the next-gen car, and it was McDowell and Keselowski. Well, McDowell, he, he's keeping his streak alive because he finished sixth. Um, You mean Kez? Yeah, wh- who'd I say? You said McDowell. But My bad. Yeah, Kez, Kep has kept that, Kez is the only one still standing. Yeah, Kez, Kez finished in the top ten again. And when the race started and McDowell qualifies top ten, he's running top ten, I'm like, dude, these dudes brought a piece to Darlington. Like, they are ready to rock and roll. And then, like I said, it just it fell apart right in front of all of us. But <laughs> speaking of Kez, man, he went from he went from plus three to plus eighteen, which is you said Blaney's plus nineteen. So is he right behind him? Plus sixteen. Uh, Kez is in eighth with <clears throat> plus eighteen. Blaney is in ninth with plus sixteen. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'm sure that makes them feel great, man. And and I had this on here too. It should it is it RFK is no longer the underdog, man. RFK is legit every single week dude they are running top 10 qualifying top 10 like they're legit contenders now they the underdog underdog story is gone they're they're in they're they're rocking and rolling yeah well i'd say you know till the end of the season they're still gonna have that that mentality and i think they should hold on to it because it's obviously working stop don't don't even think of yourself as anything other than what you already have been proving yourself to be which is a team that had less than uh, pretty much no expectations placed on them at the beginning and all of a sudden here they are they're they're proving that there should they're the they're the fastest forwards every single week and it's like holy shit, they are dude when you can go out there and outrun penske and equipment that was freshly taken over by a new owner just a year ago yeah tells you a whole lot about what they're doing over there yeah and i'm i'm loving it and i'm not saying they change their mentality i'm just saying like us as fans like don't like they are they're top 10 guys every single week they're not just they're not those 15th place guys anymore like people are going to be like kez and uh busher they're just they're going to be on them every single week man they they made a post is like man this guy's getting a lot more attention over these last few uh uh last few weeks and like 
Busher after the race, dude's got reporters all around him. I bet he's not used mm-hmm. to he's not used to having every reporter in town all around him. He's used to you know whatever fifteenth whatever. It's like we talk about them not getting the publicity. Well, if he keeps running third, top three every week, by God, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to give him some publicity. You know. Yeah, you'll get it. He's come a long way from that wide-eyed kid that won the Rain Short and Pocono race that didn't oh, even for sure. understand why he even got it. I mean, yeah. that's a that's a totally different man now. He's he's got his he's got the confidence and he's earned it. Though. Yeah, he's they've earned it a really really strong way. And really, the only thing that I feel like they feel like they're missing right now is Brad's first win as an owner. And I'm and ready for I, that day to come. That, that is coming. Yeah, it's that coming. That is coming. It's. It's so much fun to try to predict when that's going to happen, and I think Bristol's going to be his next best chance yeah. of really making it happen. I see them running strong at Kansas, don't get me wrong, but I think Bristol's going to be the one where he can come out and make something. Can you look up real quick now. while we're just sitting here talking where the 6 and the uh, 17 ran at Kansas last year, or earlier this year? Yeah. Uh, I can let you know. Um, while you're doing that, I can start BSing about something else here. I wanted to – I want to point this out <clears throat> on the four train. SHR qualifies uh, great. 17th. 17 finished in 17th. And the six finished in, looking for them, looking for them, 19th, right next to each other. So yeah, they, they normally run right beside each other. I think they I think they beat that by 10 spots or more this week. I really do. Oh, easily. Easily. If they're not finishing in the top 10, there's either a wreck or we're disappointed. Yeah. I mean, that's um, just how it's going to be. <clears throat> so, SHR, like I said, keeping on the Ford train here. SHR comes in, and they have their best average qualifying position, not at a plate track, of the season. And they got all three cars. Okay, three of the four. Uh, Priest still quali- Priest qualified like 34th. And I was like, he says he's good. I was like, man, Priest, Priest might be seeing double out there. I don't know. But uh, still the – with the other three cars like qualifying so high, that gave them their best like average fin- uh, starting spot of the year of in- in- intermediate track, and then they go out there and just ran way better than normal. I, they are, they were still in like fifteenth ish. Harvick, you know, ran top ten, but the other two were up there. But I I really was like, man, they they must have some speed, and they didn't have the same speed in the race as they did in qualifying, which was I I, I could man. see. Uh, we all remember that badass race, Xfinity race, when Briscoe beat Bush at Darlington. This was in like 2020, I think. Oh yeah, it was incredible. That's one of my favorite races I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, I would I would assume Busher would or uh, Busher uh, Briscoe would have been really really good at Darlington, but it just hasn't hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I think Briscoe's got a, a few more things that he's worried. I think he's worried more about season long performance than worried about any particular track. So I could see him coming in and I mean he may be good there, but un- unfortunately he doesn't have that trash can material that Jones and everybody else seems to have. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't it doesn't work out the same way for him just yet. I think there's a whole lot of growth in that team that's that's still coming along. And I mean, like you said, I mean they've they found some kind of magic tape they can put on their cars for qualifying, and it makes them go just damn fast. Yeah. Problem is that magic tape don't get put on for the race, and all yeah. of a sudden they take that off, and they're back in the they're back outside of playoff spots. You're exactly right. I couldn't agree more. <clears throat> Man, uh, you want to talk the the red flag the was the- interesting to me. <laughs> The yeah, the red flag. I forgot about the red flag. Yeah, they have a red flag oh, in the track. Man. The track. I think it was like the so the on the lighting thing. The like this, how it like hangs over. I think it was the lights, like the spot down here, and then I think there was like the infield lights that shine in there on the big poles that point towards the track. Those weren't on because someone posted. <clears throat> I didn't see this till later, but someone posted during the race before. Um. It was like on TV or they called, pulled the caution or whatever. They took a picture of the lights and was like, shouldn't they turn these on? Because <laughs> they were just still, the ones pointing <laughs> towards the track weren't on. And the uh, the outside groove right against the wall, you it was solid black. I mean, it was solid black, which is obviously right where you run at Darlington. And uh, they're asking all the guys on the radio, and I thought it was funny. Lars was like, man, it's it's dark, but it's still more lit than most of these dirt tracks I run. So, like, I'm cool with it. 
Yeah, and Hamlin was saying that he wanted to go too, but he even he admitted if you were back in the pack, it'd, it'd be pretty damn hard to uh, – it'd have been a little bit more challenging. Yeah. And then again, you know what? I'm glad they did it. I'd rather them take five, ten minutes to figure out that problem than all of a sudden we have some idiot on Twitter complaining to us that the only reason that Hamlin got knocked out of the uh, yeah. the race, the only reason his pit guy couldn't put the tire on straight was because he couldn't see it well enough. Well, it was an, I love so, a good red I'm flag. I'm glad we got to avoid, <laughs> avoid that. I love a good red flag because it's another extra couple beers. You wouldn't have got the drink. Yeah, I guess you could call that halftime that you were trying to find earlier. Yeah, I'm, I'm that football <laughs> mindset after watching so many football games this weekend. <laughs> I had halftime in my brain. God dang. No, that's funny. <coughs> that's No, that was just wild, but I'm glad they did what they did. Because uh, turning the light, if the lights go out, just stop the race. Yeah. I mean, it just it's simple as that. Don't give anybody an excuse. Don't give anybody ammo on I'm. We got way too many dumbasses on Twitter already. We don't need to give them something to throw at us. So let's leave it alone. Yeah. Let's just call the red flag and figure it out. And <laughs> you know what? If it's already past halfway, well, sorry. There's a really good light that comes out about eight o'clock every morning. So yeah. we'll just use that one. Yeah. And wait till Monday. Do a Labor Day run. There. Uh, I'd be. I'd so be I'll brag on myself. Best betting week ever in history for me <laughs> uh my previous win was when we started the mr short track thing i hit some great short tracks well i hit that big parlay we're coming back from indiana you know and i win i win like 74 dollars or whatever it was and uh i know everyone talks about bets and units i don't really do that i just do all my bets are five dollar bets so if that helps you out with units or whatever but I won 89 bucks this week, and I was super pumped up about that. Hell yeah. That's a good week. You had what? It looks like four uh, four different bets that hit. I had two singles and two parlays. Yeah, so I had the Larson win, Busher top five. <clears throat> also had bet on Kez finishing top five, which I was one off of that. And then I had Bush over Bell, Busher over Harvick. And then I had Reddick over Chastain, Larson over Truex, which that one was hitting all race long. And then the Bush over Bell one wasn't really hitting. I mean, Bush kind of had a top 12. To, he even said like an 8th to 12th place car. And uh, yeah. Bell at the beginning was running great. <clears throat> but uh, once he got in the back, I was like, okay, got that. Well, then Harvick was beating Busher the whole time. And I was like, damn. You know, and then Harvick gets into his thing. So, boom, got those are the two parlays I put down. So, I hit I hit more bets yeah. than I didn't. That'll work. That's good. That's a good weekend, no matter what. It is. I ended up getting a few as well. It wasn't anything near anything near money wise as impressive, but it did. Uh, it did. I was up for the day, so I did not lose money. And uh, I had Byron top five, Ruddick top five. I had a single on a head-to-head for Blaney to beat Logano, and that one hit, and a parlay for Kez over Chase because I knew Chase was going to run better than he had been, but there was no way that Kez was not going to let, not going to be outrun by Chase. I totally should have put that Reddick one down, And then Reddick over too. Chastain. I should have put that down. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I was a lot more confident in the Reddick over Chastain bet when you texted me, and then all of a sudden he finishes in fifth, and somehow Reddick still squeaks out a couple of positions over him, so. And see, I, it worked out. Yeah, I, I made that bet directly because I was just uh, because Chastain has ran so bad. I was like, yeah. yeah. And then comes out and finishes fifth. It was an obvious <clears throat> one, and, uh, and I'm pretty sure the, uh, the the differential on that wasn't even very high. It was, they were acting like it was going to be a lot closer. Yeah, and I was surprised by that. It was like, man, this is definitely not the closest bet I would have seen coming. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Reddick, it was a minus one sixty. Damn, yeah. really. But go ahead. Speaking of yeah. Reddick, my trading paint for the week is that Carolina Blue Jordan brand car, man. I just absolutely love that. A lot of those – some of those Jordan brand cars I'm like, I don't really care for because they're like kind of made after the sh- some of the shoe prints, like the elephant print or whatever. Like <clears throat> I know a lot of people rant and rave about it. It's not my personal favorite thing I've ever seen. But, man, that they've ran that Carolina Blue one, I think, a couple times this year. I absolutely love it. So that was my trading paint for this week. Heck yeah. Like I said, I wasn't able to watch the race, so my watching highlights, I didn't really get a good look at any cars, so I don't necessarily have a trade in paint. 
So I'm just going to say Ryan Blaney's 12 scheme because, you know, he was <laughs> rocking the car he's won in a couple times. <laughs> just yeah. different sponsors every time. So you know what? That'll be my trade and paint for the week. Hell yeah. Wearing the 12 hat. I'll make it work Got to do it. And then, Heck yeah, absolutely our favorite part of the show, hack of the week. What everybody's been waiting on. Um, I feel like the hack of the week was pretty obvious this week. Dude, <laughs> Bowman yeah. throwing some of the worst blocks I have ever seen in my whole life. Like, wh- what was that? Blocked him down to the apron, and then he beats you back back up, and you ran him into the wall. I was like, damn, that's that is that was that was brutal. And they definitely have a rivalry. They they both they both yeah. talked about it. I never, after I the, didn't even know about this. Yeah, they talked about it after the race. Uh, it wasn't even this week, but apparently Travis Mack has like flipped uh, Bowman off at an airport in, in previously, and apparently they've had some run-ins on the track, not necessarily wrecking each other, whatever. I know they did have that thing at Coda, I believe it was, where he ran into him on pit road, acting crazy. The 99 did, got penalized for running yeah. him on pit road. But uh, <clears throat> he said uh, Bowman just had harsh things to say. Suarez had harsh things to say, and and Bowman was like, "Man, he it, uh, Bowman finally said it was a bonehead move." But he was like, "The '99 just races me hard every weekend and blocks me, so I was just sick of it. Someone do it to him." And then Suarez said, "He's like, man, he better hope I don't see him in the next 15 or 20 minutes because I'm basically gonna whoop his ass." So, God dang, I would have loved to see it. Yeah, that'd been awesome. But I think I, mean, I think I'd, I'd take I Suarez in the fight, dude. Crazy He's move. a little feisty little fucker. So I think I'd take him in the fight. Oh hell uh, yeah, he got that Mexican fire. In him, he man. does. I think he, I think he could do it. But what yeah, I, I agree. It was a wild move when I saw the uh, when I saw the replay of it. Just seeing how far he chased him down the track, and then how hard he chased him back up it. I was like, man, what are y'all doing? Yeah, it was like, it was dumb. Are y'all it was doing? dumb and. It doesn't make sense, and I get it. It's two guys that didn't make the playoffs that are just pissed at each other, probably pissed off. Don't like each other. I guess didn't go the way that they wanted it, and they already didn't like each other anyway. So it's just all the all the tough parts about being in the first race of the playoffs when you're not in it, and then add on top of it the fact that y'all already don't like each other, and then just stupid stuff like that. You'll you'll have that every now and then. You will. But to take it to the extreme of wrecking the hell out of each other, (laughs) and then Harrison Burton comes in there and plows into Suarez. And it looks like that lick probably hurt like hell for him too. It's like the hour Bowman definitely was the one I I would consider the hack of the week for it. Suarez racing him that damn hard right there for no teenth place. <laughs> no teenth, I love that. S- I love no teenth place. <laughs> no teenth place. And uh and then all of a sudden taking out somebody else on a really dangerous track. It's like y'all just look like idiots. Yeah, was, that that is just some of the that's some dumb stuff to be doing out on the yeah. on the track. So I thought that was definitely hack of the week worthy for for that dumbness there. No doubt about it, man. I completely agree. Bowman, <sighs> welcome to it. Oh, you give you the crown, but can't find it because <laughs> Daniel Suarez is hiding it from us. So you're gonna have to go talk to him about that. If you want your reward, <laughs> go talk to the ninety nine team. We kind of <laughs> we kind of talked, uh kinda hit on this already, kinda to end us here. We're about in an hour, but we uh we hit on next week, Kansas, man. I, like you said, the bets you made last week at Darlington, probably make those same bets this weekend at Kansas. It, it'll really be it'll it'll work out, and I think in a good way. I'm I'm gonna bet on a lot of the same guys because I think they're gonna rip the lip in 2311, and <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's gonna be a Toyota, and Larson will be up there, and then I think I think yeah, I think that's gonna be your kind of your guys to really bet on. For for out, yeah. outright wins. It's not going to be a Hendrick day. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not going to be a Hendrick day, but if anybody was going to spoil the Toyota parade that Kansas has turned into, it would be the five. Um, there's just nobody yeah. else in. Five or the 24, it'd be one of those two. And So I could see them running well again. I wouldn't be too – I'm not crazy high on Byron this time like I was last week, but I really think you're going to come out and see a whole lot of Toyotas running up front. I think a twenty-three top five bet isn't a isn't the tip worst idea in the world. So do I. And, and his uh, odds are probably gonna pretty be bad. Really about execution. <clears throat> it will be. Yeah, that's he's probably going to be one of the better what better guys look at. And uh, so yeah, I can I agree with you, man. It's going to be another not necessarily as predictable as Darlington. Not that Darlington was boring or predictable by any means, but you can just kind of 
you can spread some money around five different guys and not worry about some guy coming out and just gunking it. I just I, that a little bit higher chance of that happening this coming week, but I still think you're going to see your best your best drivers go forward here. Yeah, same. Toyotas are definitely going to be the one I'm I'm supporting the most. Here. So yeah, that's uh that's where it's going to be. And Kansas is I've said it before is going is one of the best racetracks for this next gen car. It's going to be hot. It's going to be slick. I hope it ain't raining. We're off again this week. <clears throat> going to be able to sit down, drink beer, and watch the race. So I'm pumped about that as well. Heck yeah. I think this is going to be the first week I've spent in a uh, in a house I live in, <laughs> not moving, since June. <laughs> since a long damn time ago. Every other weekend's been full of work or going to Indiana. So this will be a good, uh, good weekend to relax. I'm definitely going to be watching every single race. Yeah, same. I'm pumped for the weekend. Same. Going to be chock full of good racing, chock full of NFL football starting up. Do you place any bets for uh, for football? For NFL ball? No. I did yeah. place – I placed one bet this week <laughs> on Colorado beating TCU because I was like, I think that'll happen. And it fucking did. And they were like plus like 900 or some crazy shit. Yeah. I, I Honestly, <clears throat> I placed a bet on the spread for TCU to beat them by six, I want to say, because I had – to be honest, I don't have a t- I did not have a ton of faith in Colorado with the whole Deion Sanders thing. I thought there was a lot of hype going on with that. I wasn't I wasn't so sure about it. Even as a Cowboys fan, even knowing he played for him, I mean, it was just a it was something I definitely thought was a little bit too much hype to be believed, but they did. They come out there and beat a pretty damn good school. So, it'll be cool to see where they They end came up out and beat that, the team but. that played in the national championship last year. And I and yeah. like like uh, I I I was there was so much hype that it was like undeniable, and I was like I just think Colorado is hungry and coming out here and going freaking play some football and that's exactly what happened, and I was so excited that I hit on that. Um, I will place uh, I will place some some NFL bets. I'll probably place a bet something for Thursday night because it's the. Uh, Detroit plays Kansas City Thursday yeah, night. Yeah, Detroit plays the Can- Kansas City. I already got a bet placed for Kansas City to win it. I just went ahead and put it down. It was a free bet that they gave me, so I was like, ah, screw it. I'll just put that money down. Oh, yeah. Learn myself a dollar. <laughs> it ain't going to win me much, but it'll make me feel good. Yeah. And I've got a few that are spread across, but, like, oh, actually, I put Chiefs to win by six and a half, too, so I got two bets on that game. There you go. So, And, of course – and of course, the Cowboys are gonna beat your Giants. That's all I know. I'm just gonna be that typical Cowboys fan. <laughs> We're going to the bowl this year. It's our year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm still a diehard Falcons fan. I love the Titans. Um, Falcons play Carolina. We'll see what we'll see what happens. I, Falcons are just young, man. Uh, they got they're talented. They're just young. Yeah, we'll see what it all turns into. But I'm excited for a good weekend full of all that going on and. Sunday is going to be an insane day of just cooking good food. I'm definitely cooking something outside. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. We're going to be canning some tomatoes and making some pickles on Saturday. So there you go. We're just having a good old all-American stay-at-home kind of weekend. Yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready for an all-American next few days. That's for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, we'll just have to get the flag flying out here. That's the one thing we're missing. We that got the flag. Anything hanging on the walls. We're still not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be all year before we finally get anything hung on the wall. but Probably so. Anyway, I think we have a good weekend coming up. Uh, Kansas is going to be a great race, so definitely tune in on Sunday. Uh, let us know what you think in uh, online. We got ourselves at Raised Rowdy Racing on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. And one day when I'm not sick with the vid, I'm going to help post some videos on that sucker. <laughs> Uh, I you can find me at Caleb Con Rowdy anywhere at all. Uh, all of mine are Dawson Edwards music on everything. Heck yeah! And then don't forget follow Raised Rowdy and Raised Rowdy Nikki T and Matt Burrell. Thank you guys for all the help y'all give us and for uh, letting us have a little platform here that we can talk about all the money we made this week and all the money we'll lose next week. It's a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, though, I think that's about it for today, unless you got anything to throw in on here on the back end. That's it, dog. I'm ready, like I said, ready for the weekend. We'll see y'all here uh, on next Monday.
Heck yeah, man. Aggies already got them one win. Usually they flub the first one. It's going to be a good year. I can't wait. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll All right, see you see folks y'all. later.